Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Hassle Cattle Company, turkey is out, beef is in. Hassle Cattle is giving our amazing listeners a holiday special with 15% off your entire purchase at hasslecattlecompany.com. Use the code DNVR15 at hasslecattlecompany.com. Get 15% off your entire purchase. There's nothing better than delicious Wagyu beef as a holiday gift. Treat your guests right, or you can send this to family and friends for a unique and unforgettable Christmas gift. It will definitely be unforgettable. Use the code DNVR15 at checkout at hasslecattlecompany.com for 15% off your entire order. Also, if you order over $200 in Hassle Cattle Company, you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's code DMVR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. They've got the best Wagyu beef around. They've got everything from smoked sausage to New York strip to bacon to Wagyu franks. They've got everything. Use the code DMVR15 for 15% off your order at HassleCattleCompany.com. Wow. I don't, I don't know... Uh... Don't know how to intro this one. What up, everyone? What's Welcome up? into the uh, the losers' lounge. Oh man, a winners' lounge till the last second. We touched our foot to the stairs. I was about ninety five percent sure this is going to be a winners' lounge. Oh, Karen's turned one. back into a pumpkin. We are here in the losers' lounge. After the Denver Nuggets fall 108-103 to the Orlando Magic in Orlando, the Magic grabbed their first lead with roughly ninety seconds left in the game. And that was all they needed. We're here to break it down. Uh, back in studio, back in Denver, I got Harrison Wind. Sorry I had to bring the, the uh, bad vibes back with me, guys. But um, You were so close to walking into a winner's lounge and just hamming it up. I know. I walked in here with, with a little swagger, a little pep in my step, excited for a winner's lounge. And, and this is what happens. The fellow who the chat is accurately blaming for jinxing it at the end of the pregame show in the uh, green polo down there, it's superstar death. How do we get here? How do we get here? Some people are saying you. Wait, Some what, what say, happened at the end of the pregame show? I, I gotta stopped know, myself I short. I almost said I'll see you in the winner's lounge, and then okay. I said, I don't want to jinx it. And then Dev said it anyway. <laughs> I don't even think that's jinxing it. I just, like, I expected them to win the game, like most of us did. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really believe in jinx. It for so. saying, I think they're going to win. And uh, we're also joined by the art director from the Top Gun sequel, Eric Weedham. <laughs> God damn, you come in here wearing a goddamn bomber, I literal <laughs> bomber jacket and I get, that's the, worn in 1945. And I get dunked on it every time. So This is not a... It's a nice what? jacket. I'm, it's I'm a corduroy. Corduroy is not fit to fly. Uh, I didn't... I was not trying to debate to whether fly. I was going to say a single word on this show, but yeah. now I'm enraged. There we go. Where did you get that jacket? Uh, I got it online at the Levi's store. Nice. It looks really good. I was. Oh, just it looks, it looks yeah. well made this, is what it looks. This really turned around. It looks very well made. Let's go. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> we have the honor of breaking down that absolute stinker of a second oh, half that yeah, Denver dude. just uh, put so on you know, display. Some, sometimes people are like, man, I wish I had your job. And you're like, yeah. Come take wait, it. <laughs> wait till they lose to Gary Harris and RJ Hampton. One job opening right now. <laughs> That's right. On the set. All of a sudden, it ain't so sweet. Harrison, <laughs> I'll go to you first. Uh, your big takeaway after that game. It's like I want to say this 
isn't a bad loss because the Nuggets are under man. They're on this road trip. They're, they've just been in Florida for like four days now. <laughs> yeah, Anytime you're in Florida yeah. for four days, it's not good. Right. Like just the weather, the humidity, the people, it all wears on you. <laughs> so I, I feel like you're in hell. Yeah, at three. It's, it's just not a place you want to be for more than like a day. Um, that being said, this is a bad loss because oh, this is the Orlando Magic. And look, the Orlando Magic are, are fun to talk about. Oh, they got Wendell Carter. They got Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Mo Bamba. But when you watch them actually play a game, you're like, these dudes suck. They're okay. not good. This, this is the game Denver should have dominated. They dominated the first half. Then they let their foot off the gas. So it's a bad loss. And the guys who played good tonight, it's a pretty short list. But I don't think Nicole Jokic is on it. Yeah. And that's something we don't say a lot. I'll, I'm going to jump in really quick because I agree. That's mine. That that was the first game of the year. That, that, I, that was mine, too. Okay, cool, yeah. You can't steal mine. <laughs> um, that I think, honestly, that's the first game of the year where it, w- it went to such an extent where I go, I'm going to put that one on Jokic. He wasn't the only player that struggled, but uh, that's the Denver Nuggets. I mean, that's just that that's his lot in this life. He needs to be great every night, and it was the first time in a long time that he wasn't. And then also to Harrison's point, from a narrative perspective, is it a bad loss? No. I mean, we know the Nuggets are better than the Magic. But how about a golden opportunity to start that road trip 2-0, and which was a gift and one that they let slip through their fingers? Yeah. Dev, we'll go to you next. Yeah, just giving one away to a team of that magnitude. Like, that is not a good team. You look at that roster. You look at, you know, where Orlando is in the season and, and also where where the Nuggets strive to be, and you can't lose those type of games. I think oftentimes you look at the like at the schedule and you say um, that's a schedule loss. This was not a schedule loss. This was a team that played down to their competition and the opposing team that felt like they were going to go steal one, and they did. So um, brutal loss, like altogether. Um, but a lot more pressure on them to to start playing a little bit better um, during their road trip, which is not fun to say. Yeah. Eric, do you have any uh, big takeaways that Man, was, like, besides the, pain and sorrow? The manner in which they lost was so exquisitely painful. Mm. It was the biggest FU that we have been delivered by the Denver Nuggets in some time to be leading the entire game, to be toying with their food, and then to just like absolutely just be like, well, whatever. To lose the lead in the last minute and a half after leading the entire goddamn game and then have absolutely no answer. Just absolutely like the final plays that they ran were the end of game execution it was, was disaster. Disaster. Like it doesn't look like they'd ever practiced before. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Like it was it was gross. Like I'm like yeah. personally offended by the yeah. way that the the Denver Nuggets handled their business tonight. It to, was terrible. To Dev's point though, right now where this team's at, the injuries, every win is sacred. Every win right. is so valuable. You, you can't mess around if you have a winnable game. Oh, And that's what Denver had tonight. And they messed around and, and they lost. Look, now they got to go to New York. Yep. Now they got to go to Chicago. Yep. There's five games left on this road trip. They're going to be undermanned for most of it, just in the backcourt especially. So it, it's not going to get easier. And when you have a game that is just right there for the taking, yes. you've got to pounce on it. And this team over the last year or so, I think, has shown us that They've been able to do that, and they're kind of over losing to the really bad teams. If, if you look at their record against under 500 teams, it's a lot better than you think it is. Right. 
we I thought they were passing, but this was one of those losses from like 2018-19. Right. Absolutely. And and look, it's where it comes at the start of this road trip where we spent like weeks going through it. Are they how many of these games can they win? Right? What yeah, can we realistically yeah. hope for at the end? Two and zero is on a platter to start, and, and they let it and they let it slip through. So pity, uh, pity, pity, pity. Um, the Nuggets led this game for almost the entire game. Yep, it was a great first half. Uh, in part, that tone set by Aaron Gordon, fellows who played about thirty-seven minutes, almost thirty-eight minutes, seventeen points, seven of twelve shooting, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, Dev, what did you see from Aaron Gordon tonight? How would you evaluate his return to Orlando? First off, I think it was great for him to get the tribute video. I, I did expect it. Um, and it was something that like he, he seemed to really want. Um, so for him to go out and play the way that he's been playing all year, that was the, a game that was set up for him to dominate in, yeah. for him to, to yeah. go out and score and also just be very active in himself. And I felt like he was that tonight, especially on the offensive end. Um, I, I've always said I think it's just very difficult for him on nights where there's not a single guy that he's just like keyed in on, where he's just kind of just running around and trying to figure it out. But right now I feel like he's trying to find himself on the offensive end and fit in a little bit more on that side. And he, he comes up with 17 points. He has 12 um, field goal attempts, which is just something that we haven't seen you know a lot of um, from him. I felt like he was uh, making sure to be aggressive and attacking. I mean, he, he succeeded at that. Um, and on the boards. Yeah, I liked a lot of what Gordon did tonight. I mean, he was 7 of 12 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3. So he was 6 of 7 from 2. And that's Aaron Gordon at his best. I loved his spirit tonight, kind of just the joy he was playing with. There's that picture that that Ryan Green uh, tweeted out, Kale, if you want to bring it up. Like, it's so emblematic of how happy Aaron Gordon is to be in Denver and how happy he is to be out of Orlando. And makes it so hard to believe they lost this game eventually. (laughs) I know. Like, this was a symbolic of tonight's first half. Yeah. This This was was tonight's first half. Yes. This is the part that is, like, so heartbreaking, is that this was the type of game that we were given in the first half. It was supposed to be a storybook game for Aaron Gordon We were laughing. Oh. We, were, we were making fun of the poor, hapless Orlando Magic. They can't we were like, score. We were like, look at them do their little things on the court. Isn't this adorable? And then I don't know. And then I don't know what happened. But Gordon was attacking the rim. He's shooting a career high in the restricted area in the paint this season. He's having the most efficient season of his career by a mile. Like it's not even close. And I thought offensively, yeah, he had the right mindset again tonight until. The second half when the offense just kind of stalled and guys right. stopped moving and right. the tough, threes man. started getting chucked up. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if this is just him per se, but I actually think 12 shots was not enough tonight. Or I was expecting Maybe not. more, yeah. I should say, given him being in Orlando. Only the fourth most on the team, but only because six of seven from two just felt like that was there for him, right? Keep taking it to the rack, keep cutting, keep driving aggressively. But to Wynn's point... The wheels fell off sort of the whole operation there in the second You half. felt like he really wanted this one, Aaron oh, Gordon, too. For him. And whenever he's talked about his tenure in Miami, like he's very happy to be in Denver. He's very happy to be playing for a winner. I don't think he has any disdain for the magic or anything. Like right. He enjoyed his time there, but it was time to move on. But you just got the feeling he really wanted this one. So I, I feel for him because he, he played well enough to win. And I did see... You know, I would have to see matchup data and look back at, at some of those possessions at a time. Spent a good amount of time on Cole Anthony. Uh, some some 
point of attack defense where he's he spent a lot of his time as a defender uh, for Denver. But Cole Anthony obviously got it going in that fourth quarter. We'll talk about that a bit uh, later, I'm sure. Eric, I'll go to you for – well, first, actually, Kale, I'll go to you, our king of the game. Oh, me? Oh. Monte Morris. Let's talk about the king of the game. 22 oh. points, two rebounds, two assists. The king in the mid-range. Defensively wasn't as great. But Single-handedly bringing the mid-range back. Yeah, I mean, among the most – probably the most capable-looking offensive player tonight. Eric, what did you see from Monte? Monte was great. At a certain point, we were like, this dude is automatic. He's just pulling up. We put out on Twitter. Mid-range Morris. Or we say Monte Mid-range. What do we say? We said uh, Mid-ranger Morris. Mid-ranger Morris. It was we a coined hit. it. And then, it and then everything collapsed on itself. But things were looking <laughs> great for old Monte. Like, he wasn't uh, very efficient from the three, as I recall. But the mid-range, man. He looked in, he looked poised. Every shot that he took inside the arc, I was sure was going to go in. And sure enough, it did. It all went in. He looked great. Like, it's just, it. this is a game where it's just so frustrating when you get good performances out of a few guys and yeah. then like I can't even really forensically figure out what the hell happened like I, I still don't know exactly how this fell apart <laughs> well the defense was pretty bad in the second yeah. half but even the offense still, was it seems too. like preposterous I know, right. I know the, thir- the third quarter was a disaster the I mean Orlando quarter. outscored Denver 32 to 20 in the third quarter yeah starters were not ready to play after yeah. halftime that's really when the wheels started to fall off. clearly Bizarre. Dev, Eric's right. Uh, Monte just one of five from three tonight, and that's really been the tale of his season so far. But the mid-ranger coming around. Yeah, I like the fact that he's getting to where he wants to get to and finishing mm. at yeah, a man. way higher level than I feel like he was last year. Um, I mean, I feel like that's a part of just getting healthy. But also, just I feel like that's something that he worked on like extensively throughout the, the summer and just stepping into that role of being the starter. This was a game, and I feel like he started off a little shaky, like where he got a turnover. He had three turnovers, which is uncharacteristic of him, but he also made up for it in different ways of trying to score, of understanding that he had the mismatch, so he's going to make something happen. Yeah. Seeing that other guys around him didn't have it going on as much, so he was like, okay, I'm going to step into that role. Um, he was a, a, a minus three in the game, but I think that that was just a part of that third quarter where you can't deem it on him. You can't put it on him because he did what he had to do um, in this game. Um, I feel like when you have 22 points in a game um, and just show that you you are a starting point guard in this league, I feel like that goes a long way. So it was great to see him be the king of the game. Oh, so kingly. Yeah. I thought this was playoff Monte tonight. This is the Monte uh, Morris from the Blazers series. He's you know? the only one that viewed this as a big game. <laughs> big, big game, game Tay arrived. Big game Tay recognizing a big game. <laughs> no, I mean, he got to his spots like Dev was saying, got to the mid-range, attacked the rim a couple times, got to the line. I don't even know. Did he get to the line? I remember. <laughs> I remember two. Oh, one of, one of two. He one did shoot two. two free throws. I remember. It was, go. it was a give and go with Jokic, That's and right. he got fouled on the head. That's I remember right. he that. He did get to the line. Yeah, he got to the line <laughs> once. <that> one time. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't have him as a steal, but I feel like I remember a strip. Like, yeah, on a shot. Yeah, he like was that. active he defensively. Okay. And he just took it out. Are we doing Zach stuff now? Yeah, I think they gave him a block. Didn't he have a behind-the-back, like a doop doo or something? Yeah, that's what he does. He's a point No, but I thought this was... Was, this was the aggressive Monte that we've seen at times this season. He's had a couple games like this. You know, Monte has had a pretty solid season, all things considered. Yeah. I think he's been about what we expected him to be, stepping in for Jamal Murray. You know, I didn't expect him to really exceed what he's done this year by a lot, but he's been 
fairly consistent. His three-point shot hasn't been there, but he's had a couple nights this year like tonight where he looks like that guy in the Blazers series that can kind of take over for stretches, to be honest, and he yeah. did. I see some people saying he was bad on defense tonight. I kind of think Monte usually is, or just limited and small, and so I didn't know if it was particularly bad tonight, but that was just on first watch There were a bunch of miscues in that second half where guys just were looking at each other with yep. their hands up. Yep. Jeff Green, Monte, like AG, there were three or four of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It was it, rough. One way or another, between Monte, Will, and AG, it was way too easy for, for those guards. Uh, oh, and Faku, too. Man. Why are we talking about old stuff? <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> Wait, do we really want to talk about this game more? Like, Jesus. Remember when Jokic went clubbing? Which may have been part of the problem. I know. Um, all right. Jeff Green is a starter. We know the Jeff Green thing. Does anyone have any strong Jeff Green takes? I thought he looked good tonight. Yeah. Offensively, I don't know. It just seems like about four points, or, or no, nine points. Excuse me. I two, mean, like he wasn't dominant, two five but from the floor, but he shot me, free throws. Looked, he looked like competent. Like there are nights where Jeff Green looks like he just doesn't want to play basketball yeah. anymore. He's like reevaluating. He's like, how many teams have I been on? Like, really? Look, like, when Jeff Green, when the Nuggets play well, Jeff Green plays well. When yes. they don't play well, he doesn't play well. Yes, and I just, I don't know. I thought. That's analytics. <laughs> but I like just the uh, the continuation of the conversation from last game where, you know, he like actually fits in pretty well with this yeah. starting lineup. You know, he's not – he doesn't bring everything that uh, offensively that MPJ would, but he can cut to the rim. He's like – you know, like he almost – he tried to take uh, a member of the Orlando Magic to the shadow realm, as he would like to say. That's right. Um, <laughs> he was like fine, right? Basket, played basketball night. I think he looked a little bit different. Like it was a it was a new role <laughs> for him, because usually we see him cutting in and just like kind of working well alongside Jokic. In this game, he he's kind of stayed out on the perimeter, um, and made things happen from there. He knocked two, down three two from three deep. pointers yep. in the game, and that was big because the Nuggets shot horribly from three tonight. Like they just did not yeah. shoot well. So to to see two of them go in, especially from him. You know, I think that that could go a long way on the inside, like outside attack where they just kind of have to figure it out. Um, and then I do remember the, the missed layup where he usually just like finishes that well. Um, but I mean, it was it was an OK game for him. It was just kind of like know. he was just around. It is great. Like, I love like a, you and I both had like just a two minute explanation where at the end we were like, he was fine. <laughs> That's exactly why I framed the question I mean, this yeah. way, by the way. It's before we're we like, talk ourselves like, out in circles. He was good, but then he was bad. Nothing. But he was fine. In the end, he was okay. So, I have whatever. one observation. Yeah. I have an observation okay. from Jeff Green tonight. I'll take it. I don't know how anyone goes for a Jeff Green pump fake. Oh, man. It <laughs> looks different, too. It doesn't look anything like his normal yeah, shot. Nobody shoots he like that. <laughs> <out laughs> <like his head. laughs> what if one time he does? He just goes, <laughs> go back and watch <laughs> Jeff Green like pump fake. It's like, yeah, it's like a yeah. joke. so like. funny, dude. There is a guy, uh, Sam Young, who used to be on the Pacers, who played at Pitt, who had a very similar pump fake where he just put two hands straight up in the air, and people went for it every single time. And the, the same people that go for. The Jeff Green pump fake are the same defenders that bite on the Austin Rivers jab step every time. Oh, God. <laughs> he's going to the left. <laughs> All right, guys. We do um, have to talk about some of the things that played the Nuggets tonight, like defense and turnovers, and both of those are germane when we talk about two key players, two germane starters Green. that we're usually praising on the other side of the break. Oh, I can't wait, dude. I'll, I'll listen to anything just to, to do the end of that tease. <laughs> oh, you have to do the reads. I forgot to. No, just Oh, kidding. shoot. No, no, it's okay. Go. I'll do the reads. Are we on Wednesday show? Yes. We're on Wednesday show. We are on okay. Wednesday show. All right, guys. Make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery. 
It's the beer of the Denver Nuggets season. Hope you had some on hand tonight. Uh, the Mile High City Copper Lager, it's in that Nuggets blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. You can't miss it. Picks them up at your local liquor store, your local grocery store. Sometimes have it if you're out at the Breck Brew Farmhouse in Littleton. Pick some up there. The Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. If you're down in the uh, Denver area, stop into the DNVR bar. Tons of different Breck beers on tap every single day. Um, also, guys, let's talk about sleep because oh, I can't wait to get to sleep tonight. Me either. And I am going to lay down on my snooze flip mattress from snooze sleep and enjoy one of the best nights of sleep of my life. I already know. I don't want to cut you off. That's what's going to happen. I've heard that's the only true four in one mattress on the market. It is. It is. That's crazy. It's the most universal mattress on the planet. Not even the market. The planet. The planet. Not even the market. We're transcending markets here. (laughs) With the snooze flip, you can customize your sleep experience to fit your needs. One side is soft, one side is firm. You can flip it to the side that fits your body best. The cover, it's also reversible with one side up to five degrees cooler and cozy warm on the other side. Zippable cover makes the snooze flip a true four-in-one mattress. So they've got a great deal going on for DNVR members and listeners and watchers of the show. You can save $250 off your mattress and $250 off your adjustable base with the code DNVR. That's at snoozesleep.com. It's a lot of money. Yeah, It is a lot of money. And... It's an investment that will pay off for the rest of your life. Right. Facts. You might, at this point in your life, be a hot and hard gentleman. Later on in life, hmm. you might be soft and cold. Yeah, you go through phases. <laughs> or you just go through, you just fall off the cliff at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, use code DNVR, receive $250 off your mattress and $250 off wow. your adjustable base. Uh, we're, uh, we're talking about TV in the chat, just FYI. Is that it? Did you? Do I'm gonna throw a DraftKings pick in the week. Oh, uh, pick of the week in here as dude, well. Dude, I'm picking the Munder tonight against Orlando. Yeah. That thing can't yeah. miss. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. was. I still think that was a good bet. It just didn't hit. You know, so <laughs> there are those good bets that you can <laughs> no, make that don't. It was a great hit. bet that got blown out by. Yeah. Sometimes good uh, shots. Who are the don't Broncos fall? playing this week? The, the Broncos are playing the Chiefs on Sunday night. Ooh. We're having a big party here at here. the DNVR bar. Yeah. Same this place. is only the second. Primetime game the Broncos have been given and uh, deservingly so deservingly so and we're gonna make a big deal of it We had it last time when they had a primetime game and they got the doors blown off of them <laughs> But it didn't matter because we all had a grand old time. I'm taking the Broncos plus nine and a half Whoa for my DraftKings pick of the week it. Taking it mark it down lock it in Plus nine and a half Broncos over all Chiefs right, okay. DraftKings pick right. of the week <laughs> Now we're Is, done. Are you done? Wow, you so much faster than me and Eric. I almost don't know what to do with it. Okay. That's um, why they pay me the big bucks. I like that you're just like not at all paying attention to him. Regardless of his speed, he, <laughs> you can follow the words he says. Yeah, I don't think really. that was that fast. You know, that just was like a, set a timer. You're a like, well done turn back reads. on in 30 Sorry, seconds. I don't usually host, as Adam will have you know. It's a lot of work. Um, will be Buckets the third, and the B was not for buckets uh, tonight. The um, B was for bad? He did score 14 <laughs> points, but he took 13 shots. Two of six from three, uh, four rebounds, three assists, two turnovers, some poor defense. And honestly, guys, I feel like that box score almost a little generous just from the eye test. Will Barton Dev did not look good tonight. Yeah, on either side of the ball. Like, I really do feel like he was so bad on defense that it kind of um, rolled over to the offensive side of things. Just could not get into a flow. Just kind of looks lost out there at times. And, and tonight was one of those times. Um, 
where where you understand where the frustration comes with them, um, not making shots, taking very very tough shots. I could just like remember first off the last shot of the game was pretty tough, but also there was a, a point in time that he tried to go for the foul, a guy missed and he still just threw it at the rim. Like those type of um, like miscues and plays just make it hard for the offense to find a flow. Um, so I, I feel like he was just like laboring out there, really. I do think that something is is up with them. I do. You do like what? Just maybe lingering issues, or, yeah. or just something that's just not right with them. He's playing a career high minutes. He, he doesn't you? look. I'm trying to figure out the right way to frame it. Something does look different, right? Maybe it's a little more trepidatious, but he was very aggressive, and and I, I don't know. He just maybe looks like it's dialed back a little. Do you agree yeah. with that assessment? Yeah, but he's had some good games recently. It's true. So that's the thing. Like he's he's had some nice scoring games too recently. So I don't know. I mean, the, the one thing I would think of is, like I said, he is playing a career high in minutes. Yep. That's a scary prospect for me this early in the season. But they need him to because they're already so decimated by injuries. But Barton's night for me, it's just kind of overshadowed by the end of the game. Yep. Because. Like if we can just review what happened at the end of the game, we have to. Denver was down three with what, like 15 seconds left or so. They got a stop, and then they had no idea what to do. It seemed like they didn't know if they wanted to get a quick two. Yep. They didn't know if they wanted to set something up for three. Malone had a timeout. He only had one timeout for the last like three, four minutes of the game, and that was another thing. There was a stretch where Barton was sitting at the scorers table for Trying a couple minutes. Yeah. Faku was in the game, but they couldn't get him in because there wasn't a stoppage, and Malone had burned his point. second to last timeout on that challenge. So uh, they had that one timeout. It seemed like they didn't know what, what they wanted to do with like ten seconds left. They called the timeout, and then they set up a play where Barton gets a really tough look and. Funny enough, it's Gary Harris defending on yeah. that play. Probably gets away with a little push, but you know they're probably not going to call that foul. So it's good defense. A tough look to settle for. Yep. They had some time to like what, five seconds left or something. So the, the part about that tough. Whole, the part about maybe that whole not five, but a couple seconds left. That uh, he and Jokic were playing a little two-man game. And sort of, although it was super discombobulated. Jokic passes it off to Barton, whose foot is on the line. So he wanted to take a shot, but then he looked down, yeah. realized he was about to take a two, so he had to like pull back. Yeah, and then like it, it was, and then it was a mess. That's when the timeout got called. Uh, and the same thing, like yeah, Barton was not seriously looking to take a shot. He was just trying to get fouled. At the end, do you think? Yes, he was. The, that, no, he was trying to take that shot. Well, I think that he just walked the ball up. So, like, the time in possession, he didn't. I don't think he understood. Because they're down three, so you kind of have to rush because if you miss, you need a rebound. He kind of had it at the last time, as if he was going to take the last shot. But if you if you miss, you lose. So that was difficult. Then I think at that point, his feet were just not set. And then he was forced to was take like a timeout. But I really don't think he wanted to take the shot. He wanted to set up so Jokic. Who was just kind of like, okay, no we're kind of like, we're just kind of lost right now. Well, he took it and airballed it. And Woo! yeah, and airballed it. And I think, look, so was that a 15, get fouled, 15 to 4 run for Orlando to close Sounds the game? About something right. like that. And, you know, so look, gross. bad play design agreed. Um, but even before that timeout, that looked r disjointed. And uh, as I sit here and try to think what went so wrong at the end of the game. I think one factor in it is what's plan A for the Nuggets in the end of a closed game. Find Jokic, find Jokic, find Jokic. Everything's going to go through Jokic. And ten tonight was a, like, we don't even know what happens if we give the ball to Jokic. You know? I just felt like there was a – he wasn't hitting those shots. He was turning the ball over. He was getting blocked. And I just think maybe 
I, I don't know. The wheels kind of got loose from there because that's sort of where they look in those moments to be their rock, yeah. and, and he was not tonight. Yeah, it was super weird. Just that scenario, plant Jokic at the nail, put him at the elbow, just give him the ball and clear out. Yeah. If they double, yeah, we can find somebody that's open. Right. Or Monte go get the ball, run a pick and roll. It was just nobody really wanted to take control of that situation. Yes, exactly. Which is weird because this is a veteran team. Monte Morris, Will Barton, like these guys have been there before. It's true. Because it was every- just like they were, they were caught in this malaise the entire yeah. second the half malaise. and couldn't snap out of it. They were in Orlando, maybe a little the days bubble of malaise. malaise. Yeah, the days of malaise are yeah. back upon us. God, I hate Orlando. Uh, Orlando, uh, Orlando is a fine city. Just kidding. No, it's no, a it's terrible, not. terrible place. Nobody it's wants to go to Orlando. Land. They built all these amusement parks there because it's very cheap land. Gary Nobody Harris can't in. wait to get out of Orlando. Did you to... see his face tonight? He's not happy. Nobody's happy. He's not having a good None time. None of us are having a good time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the thing is that like when you have somebody that you rely upon so heavily, they're right. out of the, they're not in the roster. You lose by twenty. They're not engaged at the end. No one knows what to do. So yeah. it is heavy. Is the head that weighs the crown, or that yeah. wears the crown, as we've said. Um, but Jokic looked like he was just wearing like a big like heavy backpack on that. Yeah, like, he just his arms were like it just. I mean, I I would bet a lot of money he was hungover. If I was a betting man, which <laughs> I'm a betting man. There's no way, man. They had a day off. Uh, it's an entire day. <laughs> been an Unless epic they just hangover. did it again last night. I think they may have done what, that two days really, in a row. What really stood out for me? Oh, I think maybe oh. they went back to the Grand Destino and whooped it up, dude. <laughs> so we talk about that team being like a, the water a veteran slide? team um, and whatnot, but I feel like uh, we haven't seen many like end-of-the-clock situations where they have to rely on a guy. Like I feel like that was the first time all year yeah. where – where it came down to one of the final shots or the final shot because they, like, did their work early or they were out of it early. And then also you have to, like, really think about, like, first off, it's so many changes with the team, like who they closed with and, and things like that, that I, I really just don't feel like that's a team that you, like, rely on on that last shot where they've seen much of it. So I think it's a little difficult for them. I think that's a great point by Dev because I'm looking at the Nuggets schedule right now and this was the la- this was the first game that was decided like by a couple points in like a month yep going back to the yep. like early november against indiana against houston yep. the game where michael porter got hurt ah. they haven't had a close game like that in a while so i think that's a that's a valid point yeah i, I sort of, and and some of the times where it felt like maybe they would like it's been a collective effort i remember writing that in the grades as well that one of our questions coming into the season would be how do they handle those close, those clutch moments? Is it the Barton Jokic two man game? And it is true. We actually haven't had to see it much. And so maybe just more evidence that it's still something they're navigating. Um, but again, I think the biggest factor in this is like ideally in a night where you're fully confident in him, you just plant Jokic in his spot on the floor yeah. and you go from there. But um, Jokic on the night, guys, seven of 19 from the floor, 36%, 0 of 5 from three. Uh, including the the wide open three pointer where he balked, you know, and he just two like, of those. He just like did like seven pump fakes. Yeah, and, and actually like, never what? even took it. So I shouldn't say including, but just yeah. kind of a weird, um, kind of a weird tentative night from three. Fifteen rebounds, which is insane. Seven assists, but he turned it over five times. I mean, Dev, is it? Am I allowed to say by his standards, relative to relative to what we expect? Am I allowed to say that this was this a bad Jokic game? 
I feel like this was it was not a bad Jokic game. I just feel like it was a game that we have not. Um, first off, we didn't expect it from him. I feel like that was a game that he could have just destroyed in and dominated, and he did for the most part. But he just was not engaged. I don't think that he he wanted it. I don't think there was any type of incentive for him in the game, um, and it was just kind of like going with it. There also was the um, the the zero for five from from three, and. Malone like alluded to the fact that maybe his hand was like hurting him before the before the game. So um, maybe yeah. there is some like like lingering issues with that, or just not being able to to play at the same level. But I just I really do uh, attribute it to just him not being into the game. Into yeah, the- my thing was like with him is that he just didn't ever play all. He never put everything together in the in the first half. He was playing well enough, but he just wasn't scoring. Like, and in the second half, he started to score, but like everything else fell apart. He just, yeah, like, I mean, had one thing working, and like another wasn't. And this so- was a classic game for Yoke, I think, against a really bad Magic team, where his mindset was, "All right, I don't need to score thirty-five tonight. Like, maybe this can be a game where I get everybody else going." Yeah. That was clearly the mindset he came out with, yeah. and and that's fine. But he needed to turn it on at a certain point, and he just didn't have it. The risk thing's interesting because. Going back to when he came back last game versus the Heat, uh, Malone has talked about how, and I think Jokic even talked about this too, he wanted to come back against Milwaukee, and his wrist was feeling good, and then it tightened up the day of the game, he said. Yep. And he then said in Miami, like, I don't know if it was the weather or what, but it just loosened up, it felt better, so I was able to play. Now, still in the same climate, so I don't don't know if that theory (laughs) holds up in Orlando, but... Maybe it's just tightened up on him. I I don't know. Um, it's crazy because Jokic's wrist is a very much a precision instrument. Like <laughs> it's pretty integral to his game. Yeah, I mean, and, and pretty like, integral. You know, it's like I'd be curious cool. to see what he would say because typically I would assume that Jokic dismisses this right away. Oh, I'm sure he says it's fine. But he did. To your point, though, the way he talked about that injury, it does seem like something that's affecting him differently than he anticipated. He did say that. After last game, but then said he's feeling fine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I don't want to make this about. He I think also, the reality is he just didn't play very well. Yeah. I don't. He wasn't very focused. He also, yeah. He also seemed like like really frustrated with everybody else. Everyone, the rest. I mean, his he, like, it wasn't yeah. just like he was disinterested. Like he was like right, off. Eric. As right. a per- I'm as telling a you, man. You spend that long in Florida. <laughs> it's, I agree it with gets you. to you. I agree with you. This you is just the become you've ever had. just uh, an annoying person. You become a bad dude when you spend that long in Florida. It's so true. The weather, the humidity, the food, the people. <laughs> it just eats at you. Would Jokic become a Florida man if he played for the oh, Orlando Magic? Oh, God. I, I agree with you, Eric. I think that's a good point. Like, his demeanor. It just didn't... Yeah, he just head just wasn't in it tonight. Saying, like, he was more than just like he wasn't. And I didn't think his first half was that great either. I mean, Jokic is so good that when you go, oh, this wasn't that good, you can always go, okay, well, look at the numbers. You're better than you it's think. Ab- but it is it is absurd to criticize Jokic, right? Except for that, like, you know, of course the other Nuggets weren't as good, right? As he, he's yeah, just yeah. Jokic lives on a plane where the ceiling is that like he scores 18 gets 12 rebounds and has eight assists and we're mad at him because he didn't do it. But, but like it for him, like this is, these are relative terms, but again, it's, it's, um, yeah, whatever. All right. You're right. Forgot my point. <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Um, tight. 
Oh, do you guys want to talk about something fun? Oh, what are we talking about? Zeke Naji played tonight. Hell yeah, he did. And he at least shot the ball well. Three of three from the floor, two of two from three, 100% from three. He's now shooting well over 60% on the year. Yeah. Um, 18 minutes logged. Obviously, they needed him tonight. Didn't rebound, did, didn't rebound the ball. Uh, didn't have a lot of loud moments, but did knock down the two threes. And what did you see from friend of the show, Zeke Naji? <laughs> I love kind of the role he's settling into offensively. He's obviously got a lot of confidence in his jumper again. Confidence that kind of waned a little bit at the very beginning of the season. But he's got it back now. He's he's really not hesitating much when he's got an open three. And you love to see it because he's proven for one and a th- quarter seasons now that he's a very good NBA three-point shooter. Yeah. Uh, I think for his career, he's something like 47% right now. Uh which is a great mark on a bunch of attempts. So um, I I love just the offensive role he settled into Uh, defensively. I thought he was fine, like not great, not incredible, but nobody on the nuggets really was. So thought it was a solid night for him. I just want to see 15 games of Zeke Naji playing 15 to 20 minutes a game. Like that's what I want to see for these next 15 games. Zeke Naji as the third or fourth big off the bench, playing with Jokic, playing with the bench, mixing and matching with different lineups. I just want to see that sustained for like 20 games and see what we think of him after that. Mm. And he was the first tonight, although Jermichael Green returning from an injury. Dev, what do you think of Zeke's night? Um, I love the consistency from him, uh, from, from deep. He's shooting the piss out of the ball. Like He really Hell is yeah. knocking it down at a, what is that? at a high level. How did that phrase even like I develop? Think you, I think you probably... like beat the piss out of somebody yeah and then that's like you beat them so hard they piss themselves yeah but then it's like one of those things that just like got it's a game of telephone then you do it to a ball yeah yeah then you shoot the piss out of the ball right the ball just to be clear never you shoot it so well it pisses there's never no point is it loaded with (laughs) piss that is actually like great history lesson right there (laughs) yeah but i'm glad i'm glad we did that (laughs) he really is uh, like knocking down the three ball at no. a very, very high clip. Ridiculous yeah, rate, yeah. Um, I feel like he picked up, like, a, a couple of, like, early fouls, and that kind of, like, derailed the rest of his night. Um, but, again, it's just the role. Um, they needed him to step up. It's, it's great to see him take over some of those Jermichael Green minutes just because you know that there's something else. It's a change-up. It's a switch-up. And also, he's only going to get better by playing minutes. He's only going to get better by being out there with the team. So, for him to, to go out there and play 18 minutes, like it is a, a step in the right direction. It is Malone showing that he trusts in him a little bit more. Um, and you're starting to see more and more from him. Um, I, I don't feel like that was a bad game. I feel like it's just a game where he's 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 starting to see a little bit more. Yeah. And also the block. I think um, I'm still waiting to see some of the other stuff a little more. I, like, I think he's a more willing roller than either Jeff or Jermichael, and I like that dynamic. Although we have yet to see him look, you know, particularly competent around the rim. Um, he was a great rebounder in college, and he is spending a fair amount of time on the perimeter in some of these units, but he hasn't been racking those numbers up. So some of the more traditional, like, big things and less yeah. of a stretch, I'd like to see that as well. Yeah. But I I, I didn't think the bench was that bad tonight. Um, I, and, and it stretches. It, the bench, stretches. The, the bench was like a very, like, like we had moments where – and frankly, I think Zeke was probably one of the brightest 
spots on that. Sure, he led all bench scorers. He was nine. great. Yeah. Like, he was really knocking down his shots. Was, I I like Zeke with the bench, Eric. I do. It, I think it's. I mean. You know, I mean, we got we had to make it through Dos Verdes, uh, which was just the most uh, tonight. I and, and last game in Miami, I was just like, imagine what we think of this bench if it was Zeke Naji taking all those pick and pop threes over the first right. fifteen games of the season, right. and not and not Dos Verdes. Verdes. Yep, I agree. It'd be a much better world that we'd be living in. <laughs> what I is agree. This world that we're living in. This are we back to five hundred? No, we're, we dropped below 500. We're below tonight. 500. Yeah, I think we're 10 and 11 Welcome now. to That's Purgatory. Right. 10 and 11. Yeah. Um, Marcus Howard logged 14 minutes no. tonight, fellas. He wasn't very good. 105 from the floor, 105 from three. You already pretty much know if he's not scoring, you can't expect much else. But he needed pass. to play, so it's not a rotation criticism. But, Dev, I'll go back to you on this one. An opportunity for Marcus. Did you see anything that excited you? I, I hate when a guy has an opportunity to step up and, you know, try to put themselves in a position to earn more minutes and then don't. Like, Marcus Howard's um, ego and, um, like, he, he understands his role is to try to score and shoot the ball, but also it's such a, a tough, you know, player to be in the league because if you're not doing those things, what else do you bring to the team? Yep. He's undersized. He's not a great defender. He doesn't really bring a spark or energy off the bench. So he, he really needs to hit the, the three baller. He really needs to score. And we really haven't seen, you know, many of those games from him. We've seen probably one, you know, when, when everyone was out. So I think it's a really tough role for him to be in. And tonight was a night where his, his number was called and he just wasn't ready for it. And they really, really needed him to be ready for it. Bones Highlands out for, you know, the next seven days or so. You have the chance. They called on you. You have to be ready for that moment. When let's hit our second break. Let's do it. Um, we got this new sponsor on board, guys, Saturday Neon. And if you're curious about what Saturday Neon is, uh, Kale's going to bring up a really cool picture that, that demonstrates it. They're a Denver-based company, Colorado-owned and operated, that make these signs that you see at a, at a bar led light neon light yeah. and you can get them of your favorite college team uh your school or just the team you root for so there's one of csu home of david roddy dnvr athlete tnv shout team out team dnvr athlete yeah. david roddy by the but, way um, do you guys are interested in we just dropped a shirt for david roddy right we, we did we did the, we can get that shirt up too um but saturday neon Really cool company. You can get those signs for whatever college you're a fan of or whatever your alma mater is. Use code DNVR for 10% off this purchase. Makes a great Christmas gift. If you're looking for a Christmas gift for a college sports fan, uh, like I said, they use LED neon, not glass neon. Super high quality, uh, really well made. Get 10% off your purchase when you use the code DNVR. Uh, that's DNVR for a 10% discount off what can be a really cool holiday gift. Um, that's with Saturday Neon. Check those guys out there. They're a really cool company. Denver owned and operated as well. Apartment not included. <laughs> right. Got that's you a, a sweet, nice pad. That's a sweet pad. Yeah. That is like an unbelievably sweet pad. That's a great view. It's like such live? a nice pad that it's like, even like a beautiful light, you're like, and put it on the not on the window. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cloud the window. Space. I mean that window is unbelievable. I mean the whole thing is. I mean it's Saturday night, of course. But my God, <laughs> uh, football fans, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, we all love action-packed, high-scoring games in the NFL. 
But with this latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any NFL team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get their skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Get those on NBA games, too. They're super fun. They make any game just a little more interesting to watch. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of You're the NFL. You're welcome for all that money tonight, DraftKings. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Finally, HassleCattleCompany.com. Uh, holiday Go- beef train. Oh. <laughs> Thanksgiving's gone, but we still got Christmas. You got a bunch of holidays you can... We got Hanukkah going on right now, people. Oh, Shout out. Oh, man. What do you, what do you guys eat normally? <laughs> what? What do, you, what, do we, what do we normally eat for Hanukkah? Is there a- uh, you eat latkes. Not, not not this year. Jewish food, nothing to write home about. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Hassel Cattle Company not really aligned with the Jewish tradition. <laughs> However, <laughs> traditions However, are made to be broken. <laughs> we've got Christmas coming up. Order Hassel Cattle Company for your Christmas dinner. Knowing, knowing the answer, it seems weird that you brought up the Hanukkah angle. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm not kosher. Like I could eat Hassel Cattle Company whenever yeah. I want. My I God. will eat it during Hanukkah, but some oh, some oh. don't. Um, get 15 percent <laughs> off your entire purchase when you use the code uh, DNVR15 at HasselCattleCompany.com. Order it up for your Christmas dinner. Yeah, it's gonna, gonna taste gonna, great. And you uh, boiled goose. <laughs> what? Come on, guys. <laughs> Boiled goose. Yeah, it's like a traditional English. Whatever. Yeah, go ahead. Hassle Cattle Company. Hassle Cattle Harrison Company for understand. Christmas. No better option out there. Use the code DNVR15 for 15% off your entire order. Hop on that holiday beef train. Let's go. The Hanukkah beef Let's train. Let's go. The Hanukkah beef train. Oh, oh, my God. I wasn't paying attention again. Are you done? Yeah. Cool. Man, vote is the worst. Uh, <laughs> do you know how nice it is to check out during the ad reads? What do you think? Well, no. I um, actually, that's when I come to life. You, it must, turns look out. Like you must be me. <laughs> All right. We've hit the part of the night where we get an update from whoever was on the media call tonight. It was the great Adam Mares, the head honcho in his new very podcastery setup. Ooh, look there. at that corner he's setup. Seated. Look at how very relaxed he is. Yeah, he, yeah. he has a dog. He's petting. Oh, I like look this. At, this is where Adam tries to like make you believe he's oh, like a he normal guy. Dogs. Look at me you with my, my human dog. This is friend. my really normal. This dog's always here, <laughs> yeah. every time. What's up, Adam? It's always just right here. We were just cuddling. Um, what'd you guys do tonight? Did you watch the Nuggets? We did. We watched the Nuggets. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was more fun in the first half than the second half. What about you? Uh, I It was miserable for me most of the game. Um, this one was pretty gross, man. This was a really gross game. I actually, I think I might feel worse about this game than I have just about any other one. But I don't want to bring it down. I know you guys already brought the vibes full circle. Um, you want to hear from the from the coach? Yeah, what did Michael Malone have to say? Well, Harrison, he was not happy. He, uh, Shocker. He said you, you can't play a quarter of defense and expect to win in this game, in this league. He said we did that against Miami. We played one half of defense, but we got away with it, and we thought we could do it again, which I think is kind of true. Like 
thing about that Miami game, they were pretty bad defensively in the second half. It just didn't matter. We can't um, hear you super well, man, so we're just going to hand you the keys and let, let you tear through the notes. Let me see if this changes anything. I've never done this before on this side. Can you hear me? We, yeah, we can, we can hear you. Hear just you. it's quiet. just a little low. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> oh, know why. There's no Nuggets or Avs game still on. It's just loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, UCLA. Uh, on. Well, see you. I'll see you, UCLA. Let's go. <laughs> All right, sorry. sorry. Uh, well, the Nuggets allowed 66 points in the paint tonight, which is pretty astonishing since it's the Orlando Magic. This was, I'm telling you guys, this is like the worst defensive effort I've seen this team play. Um, they only gave up six threes. Orlando only had six threes in this game, um, but they still gave up all those points. And the Nuggets on the other end of the court only took seven shots in the paint total in the second half. So wow. It's like the numbers in this game are really crazy. Uh, Malone called out the starters. He said the starters were not ready to play tonight, especially coming out of the half. Um, and then this one was a double burn. He says it was horrible game plan discipline. We let Gary Harris go to his right hand. We should know better than anyone on earth where which way Gary is driving. <laughs> I feel like that's an insult for the Nuggets defense and Gary Harris. Yeah, yeah definitely. That is definitely. a double dagger right into the heart. Man. Um, so it was pretty bad. Monte talked about Gary. I mean, first he just talked about how he's... You know, he was the guy that was so even keel. He was his vet, his rookie season, the two-way season, and how he has just so much respect for him. Like, guess about him. And then he said, during the game, it was hard going against him because he always knew what Denver was going to do, and he kept blowing everything up. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Gary's had a lot of but, practice at staying even keel in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> does Gary ever, does he even have the capacity to not be even keeled? <laughs> Yeah, the only I, the honestly, most emotion I've ever seen him show is after he hit the game winner. That's right. Oklahoma City, and, even and he was didn't even smile. <laughs> he did pump his arm. Gary, when he hit that shot, tried to leave the arena. Like he's like, it's too loud. <laughs> yeah. I want to get out of here. Um, Monte Morris says it's a little bit of human nature when you get a big lead. I kind of hated hearing that. Like we all know, this is the Nuggets' mo. They always sort of take their foot off the gas for bad teams, especially when they start well. Um, so it's kind of a bummer, you know, just kind of being like, "Yeah, it's just what you do." Um, but he had an interesting comment about the defense, where he said, "Early in the year, we couldn't make any shots, so our defense was locked in." He said, "But we've kind of been making shots lately, so we're just not very focused on defense." Hmm. I thought that was pretty telling. Man. I guess, man, it's, I guess man. it's not supposed to be easy to do both at once, right? Um, so maybe they are hitting. And Malone, I think I saw Malone. I don't know if you said it, but that they got lucky in Miami because this dynamic kind of was in play there as well. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I did say that, but uh, you were right. It's very hard to hear. The All right, cool. I know how it goes. That was helpful um, of me. Aaron Gordon, he said um, it was a really weird experience coming into Amway on the other side. He said this one was a really weird experience for him. Um, he also said that this one really hurts, that he really wanted to get this win. And I got to say, man, it was almost sad hearing him say it because it's one of those things where it's like we joke about how Malone, the Nuggets never win in Sacramento, like almost in spite of Malone. <laughs> I feel like AG has been such a good fit that this was one where you would expect the whole team to kind of just go all out for AG. And the fact that they didn't is kind of a bummer. kind of made me sad. Yeah. I, I got the sense that AG really wanted this one. And like we were saying earlier, 
it was setting up to be a total storybook game for him. Like he had a great first half, I thought, especially he was, offensively. He was good. He was good. Like he brought it tonight. Um, Monte is the only other guy who kind of brought it, but not really. Can you guys not hear me? Yeah. Anything else you got from the uh, post game? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he just said you can't give a team like this confidence. And uh, the most interesting thing AG said was after the game, somebody said about playing his best basketball. Malone in the pregame said he's playing his best basketball. And he says he feels like he has a couple more gears he can get to. He says there's a lot more to his game that he's still unleashing. So, and, and he said this not in like a cocky way. It, it, it was kind of said as in this like, hey guys, I actually have even more. Like, this is nothing. I'm just scraping the surface. I got so much more to, to sort of unleash. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Jokic didn't talk tonight. And it was frustrating because this was... This was the first bad Jokic game in a while. Yes, and right. I just, and, and I thought his energy on it was, it was just almost disappointing. Like, his defense tonight was so bad. Yep. It was weird. And I feel like, AG, and, I, and it just felt sad hearing AG, because I feel like this one meant a whole lot to him, and the team didn't have his back tonight. So it kind of made me sad. And you would have felt like Yoke would have maybe recognized that a little, that this is a big game for AG, he really wants it, and, like, he would have helped him to that win. But he just, like, he just was not himself. Yeah, he wasn't. It's like he just needed a Snicker bar or something. He wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird for me. I thought we were past it. Look, it's one game. Jokic has been good for two years straight. It's, so it's weird. It's like I'm thrown yeah. off by the fact right. that he had a single bad It's game. one game coming off an emotional win and a really yeah. long night at a Miami club. I know. Like me. I'm a, I'm a joyful, wonderful person to be around. I was a dick all day today. That's true. Can confirm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Like sometimes uh, you're just off. You just don't feel it. Seeing like people's faces was. that usually bring me joy angered me today. Yeah, it was a weird one. I hope Denver bounces back against the Knicks, like in, emotionally, not even win loss, just just kind of effort wise, because this one was a little concerning. This felt this felt like Pouty Yoke, which we haven't seen an emotional slump in forever, and he just was right. like emotionally slumping all night. It was weird. I'm a little shook. I'm gonna go to bed. Almost angry too. I agree. My my brain doesn't even know what to do with it. Do <laughs> no. I do I turn this into a thing or does it just happen sometimes? Because <laughs> it hasn't happened in so long. It hasn't happened in so long. It really hasn't. All right. Well, That's anything. All I got, guys. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to join us, man. We appreciate you. Always a pleasure to see you, boss. Yeah, sure. Have a good night, guys. See, see you, man. See you, man. Do you know that I'm also your boss? <laughs> Are you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I'll, write, I'll write that down. <laughs> I'm I'm the third or fourth highest ranking uh, person in this company. That's a scary notion. Yeah, Jesus, Just that FYI. explains <laughs> a lot. I um, knew that. I knew that. All right, well, that's gonna do it uh, for us here in the DNVR. Oh, we got super chat. Uh, we better not see Rivers and Bones on a Magic Kingdom ride in the next few days. Don't think you're going to. What about Bones um, just live tweeting the game tonight? I know. That was. I felt. Like, like that was funny, but I also was really depressed because he has to spend seven days in Orlando. And he did quarantine. Oh, how 
he could Bones have been the, has been on Bones is typically online. How online will Bones be? In oh my god, in quarantine in Orlando. Oh <laughs> we, man. yeah, he's will gonna Bones be very become, online. Will Bones become part of the internet. His screen time's going way up. <laughs> uh, new rule: if we have a question for Bones, let's just DM him because he might. You don't no, even have to DM him. You can just let's write, just you don't even have to it. add him. <laughs> you just have to write just Bones Highland. You yeah. just say yeah. you don't not even about him. You just be like, handle what's going on, and then just sit back. Yeah. By the way, if you're looking for like three points different in energy tonight you know what i mean and just yep. like oh i'm ready to go oh yeah it's a bummer oh, yeah. it's a bummer all the same uh when it's orlando you got to win that game either way we will be back uh when are we back friday saturday, saturday. morning for the knicks for the knickerbockers we will see you then hopefully it'll be a winner's lounge hopefully it'll be weekend vibes a party lounge we appreciate all you hanging out though uh keep your eyes peeled for that content grades for me written piece from wind some tweets from D-Line and Dev's going to play Call of Duty. We will see Let's you guys go. later. At Hassle Cattle Company, turkey is out, beef is in. Hassle Cattle is giving our amazing listeners a holiday special with 15% off your entire purchase at HassleCattleCompany.com. Use the code DNVR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. Get 15% off your entire purchase. There's nothing better than delicious Wagyu beef as a holiday gift. Treat your guests right, or you can send this to family and friends for a unique and unforgettable Christmas gift. It will definitely be unforgettable. Use the code DNBR15 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com for 15% off your entire order. Also, if you order over $200 in Hassle Cattle Company, you're going to get free shipping. Again, that's code DNBR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. They've got the best Wagyu beef around. They've got everything from smoked sausage to New York strip to bacon to Wagyu franks. They've got everything. Use the code DNBR15 for 15% off your order at HassleCattleCompany.com.